Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What's going on, nerds? This is Mike. This is Bill. And this is the Comic Zone. We got our buddy Raiden in the house. Hey guys, what's good? What's going on, buddy? Oh, not a lot. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. I was so fucking stoked when Bill told me you were coming on. Uh, Because, like, I've been meaning to, like, say we got to get you on at some point. Like, because... We hung out that one time. We had a really good time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this dude would be perfect. You know what I mean? Nike's been telling me for weeks. He's like, he's probably going to ask you to be on the podcast. And we got a lot of interests in common as far as anime, mixed martial arts, martial arts in general. Sweet. So yeah. I think this is going to be a fucking great. It's like my favorite subject. So I think it'll be real fun. <laughs> All my favorite things. All my well, favorite My things. favorite things. Yep. But first. Uh, so we, we Bill, got a, let's hit up the We got a contest. contest. Yeah, so we're giving away, um, and of course I didn't have it with me, but it is an exclusive comic from uh, Comic Elite. It's actually kind of a 9-6 is kind of valued around 20 bucks. Um, so we're giving away. You just have to answer the same question we're going to get into now, which is assemble your team of four, a super team of four. Any genre can be real, fake, can be your dad, whatever. Or it could just be totally fiction. Uh, doesn't matter, but you're fantastic for team or whatever. But to enter, go to thecomiczone.com, click on contest, fill out the form there, and answer that question. And we'll, right. and we'll raffle away. So now you must construct I your, must construct my your team of four, your ultimate team. What would it be? I was I was thinking about this pretty heavy on the car ride here. I'm not going to lie. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get asked, and i got to come up with something real good. Um, and I wanted to start off with, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen My Hero Academia, uh, super yes. good. All Might in his prime, he's got to be, he's got to be in my team. Before sure. he was injured, injured? Yeah. Or like beginning of the show? Pre, pre All Might being injured. Okay. Pre, pre-injury. Um, so like top of the game, top of the game. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. Dude, do not mess. Um, I'm going to put on, uh, uh, the Samurai from Samuel L. Jackson. What was that? Oh, yeah, Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai. I'm putting an Afro Samurai on there. Such uh, a good show. Have dude, you ever seen that, Bill? No, I think I know of it. It's he's, so good. He's my guy. Uh, Darth Nihilus. Oh. Uh, wow. I love Darth Nihilus. Jumping into the EU. Yeah, I know. How it, about that? It's it's weird. My D&D party doesn't quite align, but they're, they're <laughs> Whatever, working here. Dude, uh, like, uh, and Rocket. Is, Rocket Raccoon. This might be the best team that's ever been assembled. Yeah. Like on this show, at least. Yeah, so I have... So Rocket is my rogue, and then Nihilus is my spellcaster slash fighter type. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, All Might's uh, archetype fighter, and then Afro Samurai would be a monk. Nice. So this is my party. <laughs> Nice. Wow. He went the D and D route. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, I was fucking, thinking about it. That he's got you got some strategy in your team there too. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Well, Chelsea chose a team of all wizards last episode. That yeah, was not helpful. Anything that can block and gods magic. and and gods. I mean, one of the gods is a wizard, and then the other one is just a wizard who's not good at it. I may have yeah. picked the worst team. Uh. Out of everyone's. Yeah, I, I wasn't prepared, though. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I had some time. 
You're the only one that was prepared for that I actually was, got the question. Believe it or not, I still out. made up half of that on the spot. So. <laughs> well, it's a good team. I usually forget two or three of them and then have to make them up on the spot too. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, your go- your Golden Girls team was pretty. That was pretty yeah. great. That was a good team. I missed Urkel. That was the one I was wanted to have on there. Was I wanted Urkel. to ask you about that? So like you're the super villain in this scenario, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that. So, so you, you want a listen, team that's gonna lose to you. So yeah, it's like the Suicide Squad, except for you want the team to lose and get their heads <laughs> blown up, and or this is the superior version of Bill, yeah, the, the Doctor Doom. <laughs> you just want to, you just want to be better than people. Uh, that's kind I'm of here it. to assert dominance. He just yeah. wants to kill Sam <laughs> Kinison. Don't scream at me. No, but I thought this round I would go with like a band. But then I was also we were kind of talking a little bit about Scott Pilgrim, and then I wondered about like the ex, you know, four ex boyfriends, or like what if there were four ex girlfriends that she had to fight? Oh man, like my ex girlfriends, (laughs) exactly. But then I I started to go down that rabbit hole, and I thought, no, it's nothing Uh, I want to talk about. I don't, I don't want to talk about fighting. You don't want to fuck around with my ex girlfriends, bro. Yeah. But then I was thinking about a band, but then it just ended up being Fugazi. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I, I, I gave up. You just come out there. It's Green Day, including the ghost member, Jason White. <laughs> Prince and the uh, like, uh, what third eye girl, right? Like his last band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I probably would go like Jack White. Have you, have you guys? Lemmy. Do you read books? Do you, have you listened I've to I've never that? read a book a day in my life. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> That's not what I meant. Like regularly? Yeah, I read. Okay. So Ready Player One, Ready Player Two? I read the beginning of Ready Player One in high school, and I hated it. What? Dude, I thought it was so cringy. He was like... So I was around... Um, I was like around that kid's age. Uh, well, and in the way, like the language that he uses, and then like also just like... Even in the books, he was always like, oh, man, I'm so overboard. And I was just not about it. <laughs> okay, so it's like, an, I guess that makes sense. Like, it's more for old guys like us that grew up in that time in the yeah. 80s and 90s. And I was just raised by the internet, so, like, all that slang has been dead for me. Yeah. I like the movie. I never read the books. For Ready Player One, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. I, I didn't well, enjoy right, the movie. Yeah. Was I was very entertaining, and I enjoyed that. And I didn't think, but... Yeah, well, Ready Player Two, uh, that shit's really good too. I forgot where I was going. I with should that. give it another yeah. go. Honestly, I was a, I was, I was a little pretentious in high school. I was a lot of pretentious in you high should. school. I forgot where I was going with that. So whatever. I threw you off guard. My bad. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we did, went you have, did you have a super team? Another super team for today? <sighs> okay. Or should we hit you up after we get in to check this shit out? Let's do that. All right, it's time to check this shit out. So each week we talk about some new things that are coming out that we think you should check out. And check this shit out. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mike's talking about a VR game that's coming out. and Yeah, a little... so if you've played on... Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, but if you have a Oculus Quest... Which is probably the most prominent prominent headset right now, the most affordable, and it's really great, honestly. Um, but if you're playing VR, you've probably played Boneworks. It's like a physics-based game. It's very um, so. Like if you go pick up something heavy, it's going to like, you're going to struggle to pick that up. And so, oh, cool. There's a new game coming out uh, in 2022. It didn't give me a specific date. But it's called Bone Labs, kind of the sequel. 
but it will be a uh, Boneworks was you have to be connected to your computer to play it. Um, this will be a standalone title on the Oculus Quest, and it's available on uh, the Index as well, if I remember right. So look out for that. So it's just better optimization of how the game plays versus now, or you can do it with less. That's what's uh yeah. I cool think it'll. It. I think the resolution and stuff obviously will be downgraded, but the physics are there. It'll just be optimized for the quest. Yeah, instead of having to play through your PC. Right. Which is yeah. So you would through a PC, you would get like a more like a prettier game or even more solid functioning. Not to say that it, it's going to be a noticeable difference just running through the quest, but like it's cool that they do stuff like that. I'm, right. I'm actually super intrigued by that. I think that'd be really rad. I've played Resident Evil 4 on there all the way through. That's a game I've played. Those games are so good. Uh, well, I played it on the uh, GameCube when it came out. I played it on the Wii when it came out on there. I've played it through many, many, many times, but mm-hmm. to play through it in VR was really amazing too. Yeah. Um, but as far as Boneworks and Bone Lab, I think uh, I'm guessing they'll release a PC version of that. Um, but I'm just really excited for it. It's uh, it's optimum level VR at this moment, I think. So one of the best games you can play at the moment. Rad. So, nice. Check out that one, nerds. So the other one I wanted to talk about was the first part of Stranger Things season four. So got a chance to binge the whole season there or half season. And um, it was good. I think it was like the first few seasons were very Stephen King-esque. And this one seemed a little bit more Freddy Krueger. So it was a little darker, a little more horror. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, but it was still good interesting thing that happened was one of the songs on that became viral uh, somebody bush uh, now i forget uh someone played like a guitar solo right and that well it was this, a song that everybody kind of she she pl- the character plays again and again to kind of get her out of the upside down oh cool but uh that song then went viral and it's like a 30 year old song 20 year old song and now it's on the charts again on spotify huh. so just like it's just an interesting phenomenon where new media, as far as you know, movies or whatever, makes something viral. Just like on TikTok, the uh, Fleetwood Mac drinking of the cranberry juice mm-hmm. put that song back on the charts again. That's interesting. That's so, an interesting cycle how that works. It's really cool. Um, at least from my perspective, when I see something that I recognize on TikTok that's real old like that, like I was watching someone who used um, Just Like Heaven by The Cure. And I love The Cure. And that song was great. I love that song. Um, But it it was cool because it brings us to a whole new community of kids who are like my age. Like I say kids. I'm going to be 22. I mean, still a child, but whatever. Uh, But like a whole new generation of kids who like, I didn't didn't know anyone else my age knew this music. So it's cool because we get to connect like that. But it also brings on all the people who are like, you know, the the reason why gatekeepers exist. You know, the people who are like, "Ah, I love this band. Like, do you know... You You don't don't even know any of their songs. Are you a real fan? Name three songs. That's why I kind of like Ready Player One in that. It's like it gives an opportunity for younger generations to appreciate the things that we grew up with. Yeah. And like in the book, they, as opposed to the movie, you really get that. Like they, they don't 
shy away from um, going into that old school, uh, you know, like the D and D mods and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like they're they keep it very old. Same, same that's with why, Stranger that's Things. That's why I like Stranger Things exactly because exactly. that's that kind of nostalgia for me. But it's it's nostalgic, but it's still fresh. Are they playing like what are they playing? Second edition in. In I, I, Do you I, know? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know either. I've only dabbled in the D and D. That was that was my guess. I don't play much out of Five E because Five E is like it's creative mode in Minecraft. You can do whatever you want. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Fifth edition. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to find the name of that song, but uh. So Stranger Things, though, like I've never watched this show, or I think I watched like the first episode, and then it was one that. I meant to go back to, but never did. So, like, what does this chick's psychic powers have to do with, like, all the creepy monsters and shit? Can you explain that to me real quick? So, the monsters are what they call the upside down. So, basically, if kind of nerd extracted, it's, you know, like an underworld over where all the monsters live. I wouldn't call it a hell, maybe even in between. It's it's just like a, yeah, like an in between's a really good. It's like another realm almost, but it's Very it's like copycat of theirs. Purg- purgatory, it is yeah. literally upside purgatory. down. Oh, so like the mirror, like the mirror, kind of in the and it's kind of very kind of horror esque like that, and uh, that's where they kind of monsters kind of generate from, and it keeps building deeper and deeper. There was uh, one of the other seasons last season three was about a mind flayer. So somebody who was able to kind of control minds. Um, so this girl's powers, though, she's the one that kind of like bridges the gap between worlds or? No, to get into it, they haven't really said too much other than some people can kind of see into it and they found portals into it. One of the girls early on, uh, as 11, she had got superpowers because she's basically kind of like a lab rat and uh, in this kind of psychic school that was kind of weird, creepy. And they're kind of getting into that in this recent season of how, like, almost her origin story. It's almost like oh, cool. Weapon X of Wolverine. Yeah, you don't really mm-hmm. get an origin story, like a huge one, from mm-hmm. seasons one through three. Mm-hmm. I thought season three had the biggest payoff. I haven't seen any of season four yet, but... I need yeah. to watch that, apparently. That'll, that'll be good. good I, yeah. I got nothing to watch right now. So, I mean, other, I started, well, like, I started Miss Marvel last night at the first episode. I didn't get all Kenobi? the... Kenobi? Well, no, I, I, I checked Marvel. out Kenobi. Have you guys... Hey, well, yeah, Kenobi is... Kenobi's uh, great. I haven't uh, seen the Okay, episode. well, I have my issues with it. The third episode was great for the most part. It's the little things about that show that bother me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, three grown men... Chasing a little girl with explain, like explain to me how one works. foot legs and they're running like it reminded me like a Power Rangers or stuff. like not walking around the gate. Yeah, on like, the left. Well, it's steep there. You don't want to twist an ankle or something. <laughs> God forbid. My goodness, it's only three feet high. Not like you could jump that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's a Jedi or anything. <laughs> I know, dude. Fuck's sake! Like so, it's the little. I I wonder how much of that is I, like the I same did. thing. As like Doctor Strange, and like the shoddy CGI, and we're seeing these. I've only seen the first two episodes, and my only reaction is I thought it kind of uh, something that Osh said way back when, as he hated the, it's becoming Disneyfied. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I I never really saw it until then when she's you know the little kid, and I I, 
I thought she was a good actor that was playing, you know, Princess Leia. Yeah, the girl playing Leia is killing it right now. Is a good actress, but yeah. it it's the bad it's writing. Felt disjointed. I mean, it's just like she looks too young, and but I don't know, and, and maybe it's just me. Yeah, she's stay off be, my lawn. She's old supposed part, to be but. ten, and she looks about six. Yeah, that's right. It, she is supposed to be ten. I but, don't know. I feel like so. that's. I mean, it it doesn't. It's not a total yeah. turnoff. You know, it's not going to make me stop watching it, but it's a little bit of a disconnect for me. Well, and I understand why they're doing it for marketing and stuff. Well, and, and I wonder how much of that, like, kind of those little things that are popping up, are because of being rushed and because of like COVID and just like we said with the bad CGI and all those other, like in uh, Multiverse of Madness and upcoming uh she hulk it's like it looks a little oh man the amateurish looks so it the cg looks terrible but it's like i wonder how much of that is because in like in this show is like if should we cut them some slack because of like what's going well, on like, in I the don't world know if it's, think about mando mando was the the effects in mando are fantastic and that that was pretty, minimal too yeah and that was pretty rushed out as Except is for some of the yeah. big monsters yeah and those would still like the rancor he looked and yeah like, did fantastic he did that is a super great, point. great. That so show i think was, they were I very i don't think we should cut the like there are, there are parts where you can cut slack and cg and stuff like that as long as you give us good writing yeah, but I, I would take Kenobi, bad effects if you give me good writing. I feel like Kenobi's gonna suffer from bad writing through the whole I'm, thing. I'm hoping not. The third episode gave me so much hope, though. Like, oh yeah. Other than the stupid fucking fence, that was a great episode. Oh, dude. And you'll see what we mean about the fence, yeah. but we won't give you too much since you haven't seen it. No spoilers. Yeah. Um, but it's really. I'm glad you said that. I didn't know you hadn't seen the. Uh, yeah, me too. Because we could. I was. Done. I was about to go into it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I got a uh, moving on and check this shit out. I got some comics in the mail on the right before I left my house oh, no. to come here, and I was going to like kind of open them up and be like, "Oh, this is what I got in the mail." I set them on top of my car. Oh no. Uh, got in the car, and drove away. Uh, went back, found the magazine of coupons or whatever the hell it was that was with it, but no package of comics like along the uh, whole route. So oh my somebody God. must have pulled over and snagged them, or the wind took them, or that. Yeah, I don't know. But so that check that shit out. Fucking, I'm a idiot. Dang, it it happens. Amateur mistakes happen. You just gotta accept the punches as they come. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was like, oh my God. Like, I'd be I, so mad. Uh, yeah. No, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, you know. I'd be beaten. I say my full name more than I've said any swear. And they come from the same reason. It's like general displeasure and disappointment. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, what do you got? What else you got, Bill? Oh, I just, Kate Bush song, <gasps> Running Up That Hill, is the one that kind of went. Oh, okay. Kind of went viral. It's all right. I don't know what it is. I'd probably know it if I heard it. It was very synth 80s. Like, I would probably akin to the Cure kind of maybe Tori Amos, maybe S. Cool, cool, cool. Those are names I know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I knew those ones. I liked, um, there's a, what is that? Is that movie? Oh, Never Ending Story. Mm. I I hate the movie. I loved the Stranger Things drop that they did for that. Oh, I didn't. You I hate uh, in the in the movie. Yeah, I saw. Okay, so I first saw Never Ending Story when it was too early for me to understand anything, and then I saw it again when it was too late and I could just point out all the holes in the movie. 
Uh, and so I just like I just I don't have any nostalgic co- like connection to it. I just don't like that movie. But um, at the end of season three, uh, they finally have um, Dustin Gates's character sing it, and uh, him and his little. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. The David Bowie song. The David Bowie song. No, no, no. no. The, the Never Ending Story thing. Never, oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Labyrinth. Story. I was thinking of Labyrinth for some reason. No, but that's a good one. Uh, it's good. Odd you're one. a Homestar Runner fan. Never Ending Soda. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for check this shit out? I think that's that's about it. So cool. we're going to. So today we're just going to fucking bullshit with Raiden about all kinds of fun stuff. Rad, I'm loaded with it. Let's go. You were talking about before we got into it or started recording about uh, you're a big fan of um, just accurate martial arts oh, in movies. And like you're a martial arts practitioner yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I was really interested to hear some of your takes on like accurate martial arts in movies because I'm a, I always cringe in movies when I see them doing shit that would never work. Yeah. Like it would never work. So like I said, I always cringe when I see a moves that won't work. So like give us some of your examples of movies where they're actually accurate. So yeah, top. Top three. Uh, Did you come off the top of your head? Top three. Top three. Okay, I'm gonna count this as one. Um, even though there are three, I think the John Wick series did a fantastic job. Um, so first off, uh, Keanu Reeves is like a like trained. Uh, he's like trained in all like the gun courses and stuff, and like he knows the man knows how to shoot like legit. And um, I'm pretty sure he has like a, a minor martial arts background, like a little. Bra- I think he holds a purple belt or brown belt in Brazilian yeah, I'm pretty jiu-jitsu. Sure he... Um, and. Uh, I don't know. I got a I got a bunch of hot takes about celebrities with colored belts in jujitsu. Um, but I think they did a an, a great job portraying not only like these are accurate movements that people would use in a fight. Um, minus the whole like you know like I'm gonna throw this knife and it sticks in first try, no problem. Like I know that there are people in the world who can do that, but like that's not super. That not everybody does that. Um, but uh, other than that, like the the grappling, the kicks, and the punches, and it shows it in real time. So what you run into with a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows especially is that these actors aren't trained fighters. They're actors. Um, so, like, you can't really blame them for it. But, like, the choreography will be there and it'll be nice, but it'll be, like, really slow. Uh, and if you've ever been in a fight, like, you know, you we were talking about this earlier too. You were rolling with a guy for maybe six or ten minutes and you're like, man, it felt like 20 at least. Yeah. Maybe it was 20. I don't, I don't know. But I've, I've been in those places where, like, a minute feels like 15 and you're just, like, dying. Um, but the choreography shouldn't look like that because everything happens so fast. So John Wick, fantastic example. Um, the new Batman, uh, there were there were a lot of things that I thought were like I I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a very entertaining movie. But um, when it came down to like the fighting, I thought it was shot really cool, like having the gunshots be the light and stuff. But also watching the way Robert Pattinson, who also practices Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, came in there and he used his technique right, like how he would, simple things on like how he would grab an arm instead of just like, oh, I'm going to grab you and I'm going to raise my arm above my head and now you're in the air. It's like, I'm going to grab you, I'm going to put one hand on your wrist, I'm going to hold you behind the elbow and I'm going to drag that arm down. That's realistic, I use that. Like real, yeah, Yeah, yeah. real technique. Um, Those were both like super great for um, solid fighting. And this one's not a movie, Uh, it's an anime, it's a show, and um, the first season did like a great job. So, 
jiu-jitsu, even Brazilian jiu-jitsu actually comes from Japan. Brazil, it was just modified real heavily in Brazil, which is why we call it Brazilian jiu-jitsu because they came up with a different style of the same martial art. Uh, well, but my, my, my Hero Academia yeah, my, did a great job. Sorry. Oh, you're good. My understanding of that is like the Japanese style. Mm-hmm. Um, what's more for like a competition? Or like uh, they the Brazilians kind of made it more of a street fighting style. Kinda. Um, so in, in the history of that, it was around the, I'm going to mess up the period. I'm not going to say the period. It was the period where they started ending, um, the Ryus, which were like the fighting schools. So these were like actual samurai and ninja clan. Like the time of the Shinobi was a real thing. And like samurais and Ronins, which is just samurai without a master or a clan, Mm -hmm. um, walking around. Like those were, those were legit things in Japan and they were starting to modernize and with that modernization came the outlawing of a lot of those places. And a lot of these people who made their money fighting either as like, I'm going to do this to rid your farm of bandits or um, fighting as in we're going to do this for a competition. Like all those got real frowned upon and shut down. So this dude um, teaches what we know as judo uh, to Mitsuyo Maeda. And Mitsuyo comes down to Brazil. And he teaches, well, I mean, he taught a bunch of people everywhere. Uh, and he teaches a little modified version of that. Um, so he can compete with more people because he was a, like, he's a prize winning fighter. That was his whole, that was his whole thing. And that's exactly what he wanted to do. He didn't want to be a teacher. He wanted more people that he could fight and, um, you know, beef up against. Uh, and so he modified it so it would work for him. And he was kind of a smaller guy. So he he modified the sport enough for him to have an advantage using leverage. Yeah, using strength. Mhm. And uh and then the Gracie brothers and a bunch of other people who also trained alongside of them. There there are a lot of names there that I don't know because I practice Gracie jiu-jitsu. So that's the part of history that I focus on, but you have to acknowledge there are more families. Mm-hmm. Um uh they also they also took in the sport and they modified it so it would fit everybody. Because they had, you know, they have, you got big cousins, you got little cousins, so they wanted to make sure that jujitsu was usable for everybody. Um, and it, it kind of, it was heavily, it was definitely heaviest modified in Brazil, because that's where most, that's where Mitsuya was, and that's where most of the people who learned it were, and then it would go down to, like, um, army bases and stuff, and teach down there, and then they put it up against Capoeira, definitely lost the first time. Brazil is, like, super, like, n- nation proud. I don't know if you've ever met like a Brazilian. Oh yeah, oh they're yeah. Super, yeah, they're super chill, but they're super like, like I'm from Brazil. They carry great pride that's in that. A, that's like when Chael Sonnen went to Brazil to mm-hmm. fight Anderson Silva. Like, it's, it's, exa- he was it's exactly he did that. Not get assassinated. The way yeah. that guy was talking shit, dude. Dude. And they are Silva like, lit him up. Oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> well, the was that the second fight? I think so. Because the first fight, Chael had him. The whole fight on the ground with the ground and pound until that last thirty seconds. Oh no, he, that's yeah, that's what threw, I'm talking about. When Anderson threw that triangle on mm-hmm. and, and finished, Ch- but Chael beat his ass. Yeah, no, no, no. Anderson for, took the for, beating of a lifetime. Yeah, but and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu works, still, so he's and still toughed it out. And yeah, Anderson Silva, Bill. If you don't know, he's one of the greatest mixed martial artists. Fantastic fighter. There ever has been, like, period. Like he. Was an incredible striker. His jiu-jitsu was on point. His jiu-jitsu, he's, he's, he holds a black belt from Brazil. Like, he, he's the uh, best of the best. He, uh, 
he held the title for what 10 11 years some crazy amount of time it was a long time he and not only did he defend the title but he would make people look like amateurs like am like dude top shelf like bad motherfuckers and he'd make them look like they didn't know and it was, what they were doing. And it was before like the huge widespread of jujitsu too. So he definitely had that to his advantage, like early UFC days especially. It like, was mostly his striking that carried him through. Mm-hmm. Um but there was definitely points where he used he utilized his ju- his jujitsu. His takedown defense was amazing. Oh my gosh. Um but it was his what a legend. It was his strikes that made him stand out because he would knock people like he what it's like an up elbow he would he would practice it and then he would throw it like that and he knocked a dude out in pride that is hooking it upwards towards the hooking sky. it like an yeah. uppercut yeah sorry <laughs> i forgot we're not <laughs> i love actually, you audio listeners i found a useful but thing to so do he actually knocked a dude out with that during a fight the korean zombie did that too and his and his corner was like what are you doing stop practice he's like i'm gonna use it and like he actually like landed that. So shit. is a Muay Thai guy too, isn't he? Yes. That's yeah, Jiu-Jitsu why his, and Muay Thai go that's hand. Why in his, hand. Yeah. That's why his tie clinch is unbreakable, and he's insanely strong in that. Just You're, gonna eat knees all day. Do you remember what's your what's your discipline? What do you? What oh, I'm a in? I'm a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, jiu Jitsu is my first language. I just started boxing. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know enough about the sport to be able to like give you solid. Like this is this is what works and this is what doesn't work in boxing. Um, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, I, love, I want to pause. You said you, yeah. I just interesting. You called it a language. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. No, that's, I, I that's like exactly. That. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Um, I grew up next to the mats. My dad was, I mean, my dad was a competition fighter when I was a baby. So I I always I I've never not known a moment on the mats. Um, and I decided to pick it up. I did it on and off throughout my childhood, and then after high school, I got like really serious about it. Now that like I had gone through all the opportunities that I you get in school, and my my parents were like never never pressed on me like oh you should you should carry on this family thing or you should blah blah blah. They're like just do what you want. Like if you want to do jujitsu, it's gonna be here for you when you're done. But if not, that's whatever. Just find your own thing to do. And I was like okay cool. But um it is it's definitely like a language, and I call it a language um, not just because. I feel like it is, but it reminds me a lot of dance, and I feel like each style of dance is also a different language. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I grew up break dancing. Like I, I, I did break for like ten years um, as a child, uh, and then I taught it like through high school, uh, and that that it was super different. I had to take ballet when I did competition dance, and I had never taken ballet before in my life. And ballet's the hardest sport that I've ever done. I mean, I do boxing now, which is like you just trying not to get punched in the face all the time, ballet murdered me. Uh, but it, it's because I, in my head, when I before I went there, I was like, it's dance. I'm good at dance. I'll be good at this. But it was a different world entirely. So uh, it's, it's a full body experience, I'm sure. Like yeah. you're using every muscle to do ballet. Yeah, um, but it, every everything is different about it. Like it, in every language you use your mouth to speak, but they all sound very different. That's a, you know, that is a good analogy. Like, uh, uh, I I felt like that about boxing uh, as I grew up boxing and then mm-hmm. um, whenever I was in the gym. And then you're also, not only that, but you also, we were talking about this earlier, is like you learn the fundamentals, but then you slowly like to find, you find your style. Yeah, you develop and, your and game. And then it's like developing your own 
lingo or the way that you like like you said the way you speak like mm-hmm. it's different than anybody else and yeah like, it's totally like that in boxing you have to find the fundamentals and get good at that and like you said earlier it's don't worry about the guy that's uh what was it? Uh, don't worry about the man who's practiced a thousand moves one time worry about the man who's practiced one move a thousand times and, and you should practice the fundamentals a thousand fucking times yeah or you ever find you it's uh yeah uh our number is is ten thousand you need ten thousand perfect reps to be able to call a move yours mm-hmm. uh but i lose count after eight so yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out where i'm at you don't count them though it's, i never that, count that's the point like yeah I don't know if you watch Naruto. This is a good mm-hmm. point. It's like uh, Rock Lee. Yeah. And how he was a genius. He was not a genius in fighting. or And he was not particularly... Another fantastic example of martial arts. Yeah, he's not... Arts. Yeah, Done right. He's not particularly uh, naturally gifted, but he was the one that was gifted in repetition and just trying and trying and trying and he's that guy that did one move a thousand times yeah well, and like the rain that carves the mountain because he didn't one drop at a time <laughs> like everyone else in that universe had the ability to use basically magic yeah they call it chakra but he had none of that he's got so he had to focus on taijutsu which is is it taijutsu that's what they call it in the cartoon yeah, yeah. uh he had to focus on physical combat, so he was a specialist and incredible. Like he could take on, dude. He was awesome. The baddest dudes with just his he's hands. Like and feet. he's their like Bruce Lee spoof character. Yeah. Um. So, like he's got the bowl cut, and they put him in like almost footy pajamas. Like like it's the but green you, jumpsuit instead of a yellow one. But you can't help but love you, him though. You can't argue with anything that he does. I mean, okay, minus the cartooniness that. That they get. So I talked. I was going to talk about my hero a little bit before. Oh this, yeah, but sorry. It, oh, no, don't worry about it. Ties in great. Um, minus all the cartooniness that, like, okay, anime fans. I love anime. Anime is a Japanese cartoon. It's cartoon. Uh, so the, the, minus all the cartooniness of the cartoons, like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this super whirlwind kick, and you know he disappears from one side of the screen yeah. and appears at the other. If you were to break down like the moment before he makes contact with someone, his form is perfect. Those artists took the time to watch the specialists or to just like mm-hmm. put up their their models exactly like his lines are super straight, which means his legs are pointed exactly as they need yeah, his to be. Form. His yeah, his form is perfect. His upper body is either like at a perfect ninety degrees so he can get his leg all the way up, or just lean back a little so he can have just that little more push up on his kick instead of having yeah you have, feel like, like he's really just kicking the fuck out yeah of somebody. and in a lot of cartoons they never focus on the rest of the body and i think that's what i can appreciate a lot about um naruto and my hero my hero has one of the prettiest like judo style hip tosses i've ever seen within the first couple episodes mm-hmm. uh and i was I, that's the moment that i was oh, like this that is was the when, show for me he's fighting Bakugo. The, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the hallway, yeah, and he, was, and he hits him with that toss. Yeah, because so um, that is a really and, great and one. This is something that we teach in jujitsu, and I know that they teach in judo. Um, in judo, they usually start it from practicing with someone else has a sword and they're coming at you. But in jujitsu, we say like someone's pushing you or someone's going to throw a fist. Um, so the character throws a fist, and instead of eating the punch, uh, the main character's name's Deku moves his head off to the side, grabs his wrist. And then steps in, there's like a bunch of footwork that happens that they show, 
and then does this beautiful, just like his whole body is in the hip toss. And, I, I remember yeah, yeah. they actually show the full sequence of his movements to where he pivots the hip into... into uh, he pivots, he squats. He pivots and squats. Presses. And, and turns and tosses him. And it, yeah, you're it's, right. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. They did such a good job with that. But they did the same thing with like Naruto. Like the moment... Uh, because the artist focused on the whole body instead of just, oh, this is the action point. It's because he's hitting him with his right hand. His right hand is going to move and we can leave the rest of him there, mm-hmm. which American cartoons like super lazy about. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's kind of, it's a stylistic choice, you know? Uh, and I think that does kind of tie back into um, Japan honoring its history and its culture and its roots. Speaking of judo, and that's like a, I was, D, and samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, judo is the form for when you lose your sword. Like you said, if you don't have your weapon and somebody's coming at you, this is the style you use to defend yourself without your weapon. Yeah. And that is the origin of uh, judo, which translates into jujitsu later. Yeah, which eventually becomes jujitsu, which yeah. is like a swordless warrior. Just be, so you know, I'd be more like, run away, run Yes, away. right. Well, that's me. That's a solid. No, it's a solid self defense. Um, the Gracies run, hide, <laughs> yeah, scream. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. It's not a bad strategy. The yeah, the Gracies will teach. Um, and we do too in our school. Uh, about stay away from the fight. yeah, like staying away from people. Like altercation should be. You could go your whole life without getting in a fight. I firmly believe that. Uh, it's 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 a little late for me, but I believe that <laughs> it's not late for somebody else. So if you're listening, don't don't glorify being in a fight. Having a black eye is not as cool as it looks. Uh, <laughs> well, not only that, but like I learned in boxing, and Clayton taught taught me this. Is uh, Clayton Jensen? Shout out to him. He's an amazing boxing trainer here in Casper. He's Wyoming. awesome. Um, but. He always taught me that is like, yeah, you can definitely you could piece somebody up, like big deal. Like you know that. You come here yeah. every week, like big fucking deal, bro. Like, but the worst case scenario, you knock somebody out and kill them. Mm-hmm. And this is all for fucking bullshit. Like Yeah. I want you here competing, not not in jail. Yeah. So don't go fucking looking for fights. And even in the gym, it's like not about being the biggest, baddest dude there. Every time you step on the mats, your goal should be, I'm going to be a better person or a better player at whatever game you're at. So whether that's jujitsu or whether that's boxing, Muay Thai, Kung Fu, you name it. You should be a better practitioner next time you step on the mats. I'll tell you a story that, and this is one of the biggest lessons I learned in the gym ever. And it was a bad day. Mm-hmm. that's the funny thing is like you feel like you're gonna go in there and just be a a badass like every fucking day right and that's the that's what that's what you're looking for initially um it's not until you start learning life lessons and i'll tell you what i mean this one time i'd been going for a long time i was teaching the kids classes and stuff mm-hmm. um and i was looking to spar one day and this kid came in and you know how it is when somebody comes in fresh and they're like yeah i want to spar right now ah and so it's a couple days he can he keeps coming back and he, and he keeps wanting to spar mm-hmm. so we uh clayton's like all right mike hop in there with him and spar with them you know like 60 percent, no big deal yeah so I'm going, we're going, and I'm popping the jab. Like, I didn't even want to throw anything but the jab that mm-hmm. fight because he was brand new. Yeah. Um, but was kind of having a bad day that day. 
this kid comes in trying to take my head off. Yeah. Um, which is not uncommon. It's, like it's I, pretty, I knew I, I pretty typical. But I was having a bad day. This kid uh because of the bad day, he caught me, hit me in the nose, broke my nose. Oh rough. So I pushed him I got him into the corner and just fucking wailed. Fucked him up, dude. Oh no. Fucked him up. Uh and that wasn't the big deal. The big deal was like uh Clayton always said Never walk out of the ring when I'm talking to you. Don't show me that disrespect. Oh, and no. like he started trying to chastise me. Well, not trying. He was gonna. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. What the fuck? And I got out of the ring, and he was like, "You need to go home right now." Yikes! And I was like, "What? We got a whole hour." Yeah. He's like, "Nope, not your day. Get the fuck on. Like, yeah. Come back." come back next week because it was like the last day of the week yep and like dude i learned such a lesson from that because i was like not how to not learn my lose my temper and also on how to not um jump into a fight when you know you can win and hurt somebody yeah it's not about that Um, martial arts aren't about hurting somebody it's about self-control yeah, my um my professor's favorite thing to do. Professors like what we call our teacher or like other people say sensei. Um so if someone in jujitsu owns the academy that you're at, they'll have a black belt and a red bar on their belt where their stripes go. That's how you know that they're a professor, which means they could either um they could start their own academy under their own name. Mm-hmm. Um but like they could teach. They're certified to teach, not just a black belt. Like they could also be a teacher. Uh, I thought you didn't get the red stripe until you actually started. A so red red stripe is different. Um, and so different academies do different things, which is pretty lame, I think. Um, but it used to be, we follow pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it used to be just like our, our coaches. All our coaches have a red stripe. And that means nothing else for their rank. Mm. That just means this person's a coach. If oh. you have questions about jujitsu, don't ask the person you're training with ask your coach uh if you have any um our our academy is set up on pillars we believe ways that you should act on and off the mats benevolence courage honor honesty loyalty respect and rectitude those are words that we try to live on and off the mat uh if you have question about like what does this mean or how do i do this or i was in this situation how does this line up with the pillars um you ask a coach or someone with a red bar so each each belt you'll see the you can't see it but they can see my belt um I, so my belt belt is made out of leftovers of my old belt or the belt that I have now. And it has a black bar about the size of if you were to grip it with your fist um, on your left side. You traditionally wear it on your left because it's on your opponent's right so they can see. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the if the bar's red instead of black, most belts it's black. That's the point of this whole spiel. Uh, but if it's red, it means they're a professor. And then they could they could either teach you or they could go start an academy under their own name. Mm-hmm. Um so that's neat. there's a little bit of uh, jujitsu culture there for you guys. I forgot what this whole I don't remember either. Started. Oh, your, your belt is actually a like, yeah. Belt. It's, that's it's, why I kind of was like, it's a modified. Belt. Yeah, yeah, it's modified. I had to cut off a bunch because my the belt that I received when I got my purple belt was much too big. I think the whole point I was just, just it off. like the oh, li- life lessons. Yeah, like not. Like martial arts isn't about beating somebody's ass. So maybe, oh, no, like, nothing will humble you more when, than sometimes. When you're going into competition, yes, yes, you want to win. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like you said, on and off the mat, there's a time and a place. Exactly. And yeah, I was in there sparring, but I knew that guy was not 
Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Professor, um, he plays a game anytime he rolls with white belts or people who are just like real low. And uh, his game is how many subs can I land until I get bored and decide to take one home? So that's like, oh, that's is, and he will. He'll just like move people and no, people know that they get worked too. They're like, man, Professor did like three subs on one arm and then he did like six on my left and then he did like four on my foot and then he finally caught me with a choke and then I tapped. And like, so like, Sub, he'll, you mean submission? Yeah, by yes. like a submission. So like a grab. So like, yeah, like of. a grab or a lock or like an arm bar or wrist. Yeah, like, yeah, usually it's, like that. uh, but he won't. He won't drive them all home. He'll he, just. He'll just lock it up. Like, oh, you know, I have this. You can't deny it. And then he'll go to something else. And like, usually a submission will be uh, based off of torque or leverage on, like, like a choke or leverage on a joint. Yeah. It's like we were saying earlier before the podcast, the twister torques your entire spine. Oh my gosh. Sometimes you can get people to tap from just pressure, but that's usually like newer people. Well, that's yeah. like you were saying that it's kind of a pressure choke. Um, the one you were talking about that you got. Oh, the Von Fluke. The yeah, Von yeah, Fluke. yeah. Ugh. Uh, that's a wrestling style choke. It's a, it's but a, uh, I mean, that's it's yeah, a I cheap mean, trick. It's, <laughs> hey, man, it works. <laughs> like we were saying, like sometimes, sometime, like you see that bullshit, you bullshitzu. Oh yeah, those crazy. We, we call it jits. Yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> so people who are like, yeah, we train jits, like because people use that as an actual term. Oh, it's bullshit jitsu, dude. So like, just those flashy moves you see in movies sometimes, and we were talking about that earlier. It's like sometimes the simplest thing is the best answer. John Wick shows that perfectly. Um, he does a flying armbar, which is when you start an armbar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're not on the ground. So traditionally you start an arm bar uh, either with your legs like wrapped around someone, we call that guard, or if you are on top and mounted on top of the person, like you have your knees in their armpits you're in their and guard. they're laying down. You're in their yeah, guard. You, um, you mounted them or, or, and then so, yeah, or and, you have guard. And then so if you have like a leg over one of theirs, so you're like straddling one of their legs. Uh, like half guard? That that's a half guard, and mm-hmm. then uh, side control would be like a pin. Yeah, like your like wrestling. You're pin. fully on the their side, like your sternum to sternum. Your yes. toes are out. There's nothing touching the ground, but your so toes. it's just like. So what's a movie that did it really bad? Oh, and that should bad. be like an expert. That should be like a martial arts movie, but it was really poorly done. Um, like for all the wrong reasons that should gonna... have been done right. Some of those MMA I'm, I'm, movies. I'm gonna, are... out, I'm gonna out my favorite, my favorite '90s movie, uh, Mortal Kombat. Horrible. <laughs> they did such a all the combat in Mortal Kombat was like you would never use any of that anywhere. Not only did they fuck up all my guys' superpowers, but like they just the punches were like thrown by these actors. I'm surprised they weren't holding their thumbs the whole time. Like also don't throw punches holding your thumb. You're going to break your thumb. That's, that's, that's Since a no we're talking about Mortal Kombat. Were, were you named? After uh, Raiden? I, everyone asks me this and I always say it's said the same, but spelt different. I'm not named after Raiden, the Lord of Thunder. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I was like, in my. I shouldn't ask you that. No, was, it's all good. I, I don't. Just I, gonna keep that in my head. It doesn't go, offend me. It's all good. So, also, my parents are super chill with it. I mean, my dad played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's a sweet name. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's like older. It's like old Aborigine, and it, it's defined as like the energy around a bloom. 
huh. of a flower. So my name does have meaning. It's just not the Lord of Thunder, Protector of Earth Realm. Yeah. See, my my name means an invoice sent by or received by mail. <laughs> <laughs> bill. You're the kind of bill that I enjoy saying, though. Mine means. You're welcome. What is, what does my name? Or you could, if you spell it different, it could be like microphone, like That's a right. mic. Yeah. That's right. That's what it's what I was always meant for. The microphone. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat did a horrible job of um let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can think of like a newer movie that did a bad job with uh So what about you like know what? Rumble in the, the Bronx? Some of the best Rumble in the I don't I haven't seen Rumble in the Bronx. You've never seen You've never seen Rumble? I know. Okay. I just watched or, or Drunken Master? I did watch Drunken Master. Okay, well see here's the thing about I that, that Drunken Master. It's was like fun. Kung Fu. Uh, I mean, yeah, their technique is super on in Kung Fu movies, but Kung Fu, for the most part, is not utilized in, like, competition combat sports. No, like, not, that, not that something kinda, that you'd find in, that's like... That's not something you would actually use in a real fight. Like, Kung yeah. Fu works against Kung Fu. There are, like, karate is like that in a sense, but some really high-level black belts can act- actually utilize... Uh, karate moves. I think the sports themselves just kind of got tainted. Just um, like, just yeah. like uh, taekwondo. There are kicks that actually work in taekwondo. Yeah, but you don't want to use just taekwondo in a fight. And and there's um huge controversy within jujitsu itself, like competition jujitsu versus self defense, and a lot of people will be like, they're the same. Those no. are the same things, but I yeah, I also but don't that, believe that, that they're the same because there's that's like gi- there's a lot of stuff that I would go for uh gi. Gi is legit. Gi, I oh, would no, stand gi, next I'm to. I'm just uh, saying it. Gi versus no gi is completely different because oh, the games themselves are. You're yeah. using, you're gripping the gi like in, like gi when you're using. I mean, I guess you could use gi list techniques while yeah, wearing you, a gi. You could use some note. I do. You're, you're using more Roman Greco underhooks. Yeah, and grabs the, the as grips opposed, and stuff change as as opposed to grabbing but the gi. In in competition, uh, there are things that I would do that you can get away with doing because you know the other person's not trying to punch you in the face. Mm. Uh, versus other things. Um, that's why a lot of in the early in days. Of, fight. Yeah, if you're in a bar fight, I'm protecting my chin 100 percent of the time. If I'm jujitsu, I like if I'm at jujitsu, I'll try to hook somebody's ankle because I know they're not going to try to stomp on me. Or knee I'm not. Yeah, face. I'm not. I'm not going to try to ankle lock some dude at a bar. It's like, going to drop his knee in your lip. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I'm also like 115 pounds. I don't need some like 234 guy dropping his knee in my rib. Especially when you can pull guard and possibly fucking get around and. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super worried about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, I was trying to think of another another movie that used it poorly. I think I I like had just seen one. It was like, I was. Just oh man, say. it was like some B list movie on Amazon too. That that had terrible. Um, oh, great movie, terrible fighting, Warriors. Uh, I love the Warriors come out, come and, out play. and play. Yay. Uh, I love like, that movie. Clink, and clink, yeah, he's got like the clink, bottles clink, and he's like, clink, clink, clink. so I've been going through and watching movies that are referenced a lot um, that I don't know. So that way I can not just fully understand the reference, but also so I am a little more cultured. Uh, but Warriors was one of them. Like that was definite. Like these dudes are just, all those guys had a dancing background. 
I think yeah. I don't think it, none of them knew how to fight. And it, watching it, it was pretty apparent. Like and you can tell the way just... they like throw their shoulder out on a punch and like lock their arm and elbow. And um, <laughs> but it was like the movie's great. I love that movie. I think it was super fun to watch. I think that's part of the the appeal of it. Is it like the. Or any of those old movies is just the cheesiness. I love the cheese, yeah. Yeah, the, like, you gotta love... That's why B-movies have such a following and shit. Like, mm-hmm. independent films is like... The yeah. cheese is like... Sometimes when the cheese is just right, it's... Oh, Scott it's Pilgrim. Gouda. It's good. It's good. <laughs> did you... Uh, Scott Pilgrim, I think, did a not great... Like, it, the fight scenes were so fun to watch. None of it's practical. I no, would, I mean, there's that's not a, there's not one thing that I would have done in that or that I've seen in that movie that I would ever try in real life unless I was really confident in the fight that I was about to go into. I will tell you one movie that I think um as far as like technique and just like the placement of punches, I think The Fighter is one of the most accurate boxing movies. I never got a chance uh, to see that one. I think I have it on that, DVD dude. actually. Oh my god. That's That's American uh, Ninja 3. Oh, stop it! Like you're fucking... <laughs> no, I'm no, serious. That's just the terrible movies that I've I watched. Watch the fighter. Big you Trouble should... in Little China. Mm, oh yeah, Big Trouble Little China is great. It's so racist. It's... I watched it. It's like I haven't seen it recently. Doesn't the, the, like the old Ch- mystic Chinese guy at the end. The, his name is Kung Pao. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dude, I mean, like, I need to rewatch this movie. I've got this it is, if you want to borrow it. I think I I might have it, but it I was, might take you up on that. And like, you remember that movie, Kung Pao? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was or like it was a, the dude that made all the like the thumb movies, where he would like put faces on the thumbs, and he had like bat thumb and thumb wars. Oh my gosh! Have you not seen these? You've just awoken a memory yeah. that I had repressed. But he did Kung Pao and he had like the tongue and his he had the face on the tongue and he'd stick his tongue out and it's like ay 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 ay. But it'd be like that? moving the whole time. And he had like the nunchucks but they were woodchucks like tied together uh-huh. like, I missed out. You don't one. remember oh, that? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know if you missed out, but they're they're there. <laughs> they exist. That's such a funny movie, dude. Holy. Uh, uh, where were we? Bad bad action uh, movies are good act good good action. Thrills. You are bad martial arts. Good movies or bad martial arts in movies. Bad. Okay, Street Fighter. Oh man, cutthroat. Oh, that was a pretty bad movie. Yeah, they played they played the action in that like the game. Well, jab, 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 was... sweep, sweep, sweep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme supposed to be an all-American any, guy. Any what Jean-Claude Van Damme movies not right, practical. So have you seen the new Karate Kid? The one with Jaden Smith? No, under the TV series. It's oh my, Cobra yeah, Kai. I watched Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first season of it and I thought it was like a train wreck. I did not want to keep watching, but I could not look it's away. It's a good uh, example of what he was talking about as far as the slowness of the moves. Oh, 100%. Like their technique is good, but you can tell they're just actors that just learned how to do those moves. Yeah, um, I, I thought, yeah, so that it's like super slow and as karate goes, I'm sure that their technique is fantastic. I feel like the the sport of karate itself has become tainted because, like, as Mike said earlier, it takes, like, you know, some high-level black belt can finally utilize this in life. In like, an actual fight. Um, but, like, like, you know, you get these kids, like, six and seven in a YMCA, and you give them a black belt. You're just selling these kids false confidence. Like, well, unless you know. they stick with it for lifelong. There's guys like Lyoto Machida. 
yeah, I'm not. Who, I'm not saying that the sport's not usable, no, 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 no. but like Mick uh, Dojos are are yeah. terrible about that. That's what I was worried about as far as getting into jujitsu and Casper. Yeah, it's like I didn't want to go to some fucking Mick Dojo that was gonna. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to learn. So I was so stoked to meet you. Yeah. When and he, when that. we were like talking about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, there's an actual place here now, and I I just need to get down there and and like start training with you guys because yeah, that would be get on it. That would be awesome. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I'm gonna be about it. All right. I've just been financially strapped, my dude. Oh, that's tough. No. That's because I spent too much money on comic <laughs> books that you put my, on the roof of your car. Yeah, and <laughs> give to someone else and microphones and shit. Yeah, but it happens. So you were you uh, you brought up um, Avatar, and not the uh, yeah. and not the not blue people, not the blue people, but the the anime, and that's the, the Amer- yeah. And speaking of animes, that is a hundred percent. Not the Avatar of Konushu. That is a hundred percent an American anime. Yeah. Really. Yeah. The um the people who made the show um Matt and Brian. Yep. Um, American. Yeah, but guys. they wanted to they wanted to make like an anime, so, and they wanted to do it right. Like and it wasn't it, just like it's... oh I think this would be fun to make. They were like I want to make this, and I want it to be as legit as it can possibly be. They were fans of the art. Yeah, super fans of the fans art. Fans of kung fu movies. Oh, huge and fans, of, kung fans fu of anime. Yeah, and they wanted to do it justice. Just like Eastern culture in general, they were super huge fans. Um, so, quick synopsis. Have you ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender or anything about it? No, I don't think so. Um, so there's all you have to know um, is there are four, four different like elements and then each element has benders of that element. So not everybody's a bender, but within the nations, there are benders of that element. But it uh, does get a little more nuanced. Yeah, later in Korra, for sure. Um, no, in the original show, too. But yeah, um, so there's so the main ones are air, fire, water, and earth. Uh, but the cool thing about this is that each style, um, each culture is different, so it's not like, all of the show is Japan, or all of the show is China. It's very much so like um, worldwide. Earth, yeah, so earthbending um, so each... is very like Chinese based. Everything that they do in earthbending is like very, uh, like their whole culture is Chinese. Their architecture, their agriculture, everything that they do. Um, Fire Nation is Japanese, uh, and then you go to like the Water Nation, and they are um, very like Tibetan. Yeah, like or no, 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 no. Um, I'm thinking of the Airbenders. They're more Tibetan. Monks. They're like a, it's like Native American. Well, like super, I like I don't know the proper term for it. Like for a, the snow Native Americans. Oh yeah, it would be like Samoans. No, that's Hawaii. Oh, that's Hawaii. Or, or not Samoans. Uh, not Eskimos. Eskimos. Yeah, like Eskimos. Eskimos. I just, not, is that, is I just that don't PC know if that's anymore? the P. I don't know if that's yeah. the PC term. Um, but probably have different tribe names. Yeah, or... but it's very like Native culture, like that, and then um, everything for the Airbenders are all monks. So like, it's cool to see like the agriculture and stuff like that change. But also each fighting style has its own martial art connected to it that it has its roots in. So it's not like everything that the water... So like waterbending's Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like every movement that the waterbenders do is part of Tai Chi, but every movement that they're based off of is part of Tai Chi. And they had teams of people looking at this and each element had their own and the little things within it. My favorite like little snippet within it um, is for earthbending which is based off of Hungar, which is like lots of wide stances and like very much a brute force martial art. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna successfully do double, remember, double fist punch you. Do you remember 
in what was the? Do you remember? The it was time? a. It was a kung fu movie where the dude had all the rings on his wrists. And uh, when he, and when he went, no, no, it's an older. It's an old one. Either way, this guy. It's, because you described something that was like exactly. Have you ever seen the movie Hero? No. There's a dude that does. It's like the very plant your feet and power style. Bow. Yeah, yeah. That's um. Like you plant your feet and like you're channeling the earth, and like using you... brute force. Mm-hmm. So there was um, yeah. So there's hung. That's that's kind of general of the style of hungar. If I'm saying that right. Uh, don't count my pronounce my pronunciations pronunciations. They're probably gonna be wrong. Um. But so that's like the main style. There's a character who has to teach the avatar. He's the last of his tribe, the airbenders, uh, who has to teach him. He has to master all four elements because that's his job as the avatar. He's the only one who can do that. Uh, and she has to teach him. But instead of just doing hungar, she does it. This she has her own style, uh, like cricket style kung fu, which was developed by this like old blind lady um, who also practiced hungar. And the person that they have teaching the Avatar is this small blind girl. So they decided to model her martial arts after that lady's in real life. So, like, they would just go through. They have all these, like, on-film clips. Like, no audio with them. Like, that's how old these things are. It's just, like, running and watching how this old lady would fight and the way that she would move herself outside of fighting. And, like, that, that kind of confidence and attention to detail is what they took into each one of those fighting styles and something I think was not overlooked at all in the cartoon. I think a lot of fans, whether they realize it or not, like, like I just love how each nation is so different. That was one of the things that really planted how each nation was so different. Well, and just to add to what you're saying, mm-hmm. like, so he's traveling from t- nation to nation, finding a master in each to learn every style of bending. So that he can be like, actually be the avatar. Yeah, there's there's a threat there's a threat to the world. The Fire Nation attack. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. That's where that came from. If you've ever heard that phrase before. So he's a master of all forms. Yeah. So he has to master all forms so he can go against Fire Lord Ozai. Shout out to Mark Hamill who plays him. He's like mm. my favorite actor. Yeah. Uh, um. So he has to go defeat the big bad. He's, he's gonna be which in is Sandman. The Fire Lord is Ooh. he's the voice of the pumpkin guy with the pumpkin head. I can't remember the character name. Nice. So basically the Fire Lord is uh a really badass. And like not only does he learn every style, but he learns how to <clears throat> excuse me. He learns how to mold them into one style. So he's using all forms of bending simultaneous they did a really good job keeping him at his roots and that's what i'm learning too with Where he um, didn't really attack yeah that's what i'm learning too as i dev- like as i develop more of a mixed martial arts game is uh, um even the dudes in boxing can tell that jujitsu is my first language mm-hmm. um just like the way that i stand how i walk like um both on and off the mats like in and out of fight like the way that i walk the way that i stand how I want to present my body, um, where the pockets that I choose to put myself inside of, it very much reflects on like, oh, that's that's how you grew. But the the writers of Avatar and the animators did a fantastic job of saying like representing um, all. Yeah, of so earthbending is the direct opposite of airbending because airbending is I'm gonna get um, which is uh, bagua, which is air, and that's all about I'm gonna get out of the way. This is like self preservation at its entirety. 
Uh, I'm not like my goal is not to attack my opponent. I'm just gonna and use your hang in the back. Yeah, use your momentum use your against, mo- them, yeah, against them and get mom- away from the fight. It's not it's not so much about like fighting, even though it is a martial so art. So a lot That's of a, a lot of discipline, s- <laughs> a lot of spinning <laughs> away. A, yeah, an air na- You'd be a monk, an air nation monk. Yeah, that sounds that sounds more of my style. Yeah, yeah super totally. I super think minimalist. Be- yeah. My favorite was earthbending, dude. I think it'd be an earth. I'd be a firebender. And then, but like earthbending, like I said about nuance, they have sub sections or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, there's like sub, sub there's like sub subclasses yeah. of bending, like blood bending. That's yeah, that's for water is, benders. Can which is can super dark. Bend. You can they can bend the blood in your body and like animate your body like a puppet or even if you're still alive or like, just rip all the blood out of your body like magneto did to wolverine with it's wild this show's adamantium crazy. or just freeze the blood in your veins mm-hmm. uh the the main earthbending chick she's a blind girl um and i like that about that like yeah. she's like a mole and the way the way that she does martial but, arts but, is really different too and it's but she cool. develops something called metal bending and creates like suits of armor. Oh, dude, she's awesome! Uh, it's so fucking cool, dude. Like that show is amazing. And they do they have like really good again attention to detail. So there are um times where they're going up these like blimps, is that those airships? Mm. Uh, and they're like the you know it's all metal except for the part that fills up. Those are the Fire air. Nation. Yeah, those are the Fire Nation ships, and she's attacking, and she like forms all the armor around herself. But when she forms the helmet, it covers her full face because she doesn't need eye holes. Mm-hmm. Cause she's blind. Yeah. So, and they joke about. They also just make jokes about her being blind all the time. Like they fall into this dark room, and someone's like, "Oh my god, it's so dark in here, I can't see." And Toph goes, "Ah, oh, what a nightmare that must be." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> and I I also wanted to say, <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus, just the separation from like in the beginning of. There's a difference in like the initial show that I always hated. Um, that like the nerfed style of the fights where you never saw a punch land. Um, that was the sh- one shortcoming of the original series mm-hmm. that I. It was very much made for kids. It was on Nickelodeon. Um, you weren't seeing a lot of uh, punches land or kicks land, but it was like their powers landing. Later yeah. on in the second show, Legend of Korra, you start to see, and I, I've said this to both of you guys, I hate to see, say, violence because yeah, martial well, arts is. isn't violence. It's something it's, con- it's controlled violence for sure. Right. It's um, But you start to see those punches land. It, it, it like grows up a little bit in the second show, which I thought was uh, really cool. And I need to finish watching that because I never did. Um, I think it's really cool. Uh, I think it, it comes from both an experimentation, like, uh, Avatar, no one had done anything like Avatar The Last Airbender before. It was super new. Nickelodeon almost, uh, decided to not do it because it was so different. Thank the God show, yeah, right? The show holds some, like, really heavy themes. Like, not just like, oh, this is a, this is really heavy for a kid's show, but just, like, some genuine, like, heavy themes. Like, not everybody that you're fighting against is gonna be a bad person, uh, it's, it's like, like how to live with your mistakes and it's like we were saying about Dragon Ball those life lessons you pull mm-hmm. and that's what makes a good anime is like the deep rich emotional storytelling yeah. um but it did a really good job with that and super experimental and still made for like little kids so of course the show is going to be nerfed like that whereas Korra was made 
after those kids like me who watched it had grown up. So like, oh, maybe you guys are ready to handle more of this kind of culture. But it also is really cool because um, I think it's like very metaphorical to how each of those characters are different. Because Aang, who's the avatar in Last Airbender, is very much like um, almost pacifist the whole time. Uh, and he's very like, you know, his whole style is I'm going to get out of the way. I'm not trying to get hit. I'm not trying to hurt you, especially like I'm just I'm just here to live my life and study my study my art. Uh, and Korra uh, decides to favor like the northern Shaolin fire bending style, which they kind of turned to like an American boxing later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, the way that they, they, totally they do. Yeah, because they do competitions like bending competitions and it, all of them kind of morph into boxing, which I didn't like. That's the funny but it is more violent. And that and that avatar is a more violent person than Aang was for sure. She's not an airbender monk. She came from. She came from a water bending tribe, and her favorite bending style, like the one is that there, she uses, yeah. is fire. So she's she's all about I want to burn this person. I want to I want to hit this person a thousand times in the face. Which is like yeah, they're contrasting personalities. She's mm-hmm. so fiery and and like just the fact that she favors a different style from her native yeah. nation also super huge. That's crazy. And by the way, I don't think we told you, but like in last like the avatar lore the avatar is a cycle so each generation you have a new avatar but every time like it's air air bending this time it's earth bending this time so the eat water the avatar is it uh it goes uh air water earth then fire okay so it goes in that cycle so the the each generation the uh avatars from a different nation yeah but it's right when the old one dies the same day the new one is born so that's pretty but the thing about ang is is he ended up being frozen in a big block of ice like captain america uh and then for a hundred years yeah a hundred years and then when he came back all the other airbenders were wiped out yeah the fire nation had uh, gone in and attacked all the monks so that's where the last airbender comes from. He's he's the last one, and he's 12. But by the Legend of Korra, he's an old man. He's dead. Legend of Korra? Is he dead? Yeah, he has to die so the, oh, new, yeah, av- yeah, yeah, yeah. So the new avatar can come in. Um, but he's basically rebuilt the, yeah. uh, the air nation or whatever. Yeah, he, um, he has a son. Uh, his son's name is Tenzin. Uh, who's played by the same guy who plays JJ in all the Spider-Man movies? Um, I forget his. Oh name, yeah, but I love him. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what's his name? He's he is also an in Invincible. He's um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Omni Man. He's Omni Man and Invincible. He's awesome. Love this guy. Oh, uh, did we mention the boys? Uh, speaking of like, check this shit out. Isn't the boys season three out? Yep, the boys. Are se- yeah. uh, that and Mrs. Miss Marvel. Where are we at on time, buddy? I know we're getting late here. Or sitting about a minute, an hour, 15. Okay, we're good. Bill, before we got into this, I, I remember um, you said you had gotten into like a fight or something? No. My, oh, yeah, my, you had a martial arts story. My my Yes, my quote, martial arts story. So I took, kung, uh, not kung fu, uh, taekwondo. Nice. For, for a little while. Got myself to the yellow belt. Ooh, high yellow? Well... See, that's where it came in. And then, ah. so I was at one school that was doing it. And I, I liked the one sensei that I had, and I followed him to a different school, mm-hmm. which was a bigger and more competitive. And then I got downgraded from oh. yellow blade belt to like a white and a half. 
Oh no! And it was a lot more competitive than I really wanted to. I just basically did it to go run around and kick, and yeah, you know, it was exercise. It was something for me to do. Yeah, and then I'm like, just because. You're like, oh, we really got to fight each other. You're Fuck like, this! Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, it's oh, not for everyone, man. That's like, not. It's fun, and when you get the big old like pads on, but then somebody actually hit, kicks you hard. It's like, oh dang, like, bro! I, I like remember... breathing. Thank you. I remember the first time I got dropped by a fucking... Mike Tyson's punch-out is better. <laughs> I've got the power glove at home. I'll stick with that. I remember the first time I got dropped by a body shot. Oh. And uh, I didn't want to come back ever again. No, dude, it hurts. Yeah, someone you're like, someone oh. will punch you right in your kidney. You're like, I don't know how you skipped the or rest where... of my body to hit my kidney, but you did it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And that hurts. Or you get hit with something that just rocks your whole fucking bell and makes you reconsider what the fuck you're even doing there. Oh, yeah. Seeing stars is a totally different experience. That shit. I mean, that's why that's why jujitsu is better because you can go spar and go 100. Just tap. And, and not hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Or you can go box and get punched in your fucking head. Yeah. And I always thought it was worse getting hit with headgear on I... than without. I'm still learning what I like more and what I don't, to be You honest. get hit with a 16-ounce glove with headgear on, and it's like rocks, like it bounces your whole fucking head. That I whole thing it. just shoves to I the would side. rather get hit with a 12 in a fucking no headgear all day. That's fair. I just don't want to get hit. I, that's also fair. That's a great <laughs> That's a great opinion that I feel like more people should I, be. I, I, definitely, I was always like tall and long for my weight class so i always uh danced around the outside and tried to pop with my jab and then my straight right and then um you know if if they got close i would throw up throw some uppercuts but mostly i tried to stay out and stay away yeah um because the guys in that i was fighting were uh Small and very fast. I yeah. <laughs> I'm always at the bottom of my weight class. Um, but I didn't I didn't really do competition jujitsu until like high school or after. Uh I definitely I I had to use it in practical application more times than I'd care to admit. So I know that it works. Mm-hmm. So I know jujitsu works in real life. And I I tell this like the beginning of this fight story all the time. It's probably one of my favorites. I remember there's this kid. People picked on me just because I'm small. Um, I don't know. Kids that's are how, kids. That's how, yeah, it's how the world works. Like I'm. Not, it's not a sob story. It just happens. It sucks to suck, I suppose. Uh, this kid, huge, like eight times my size in both height and weight. So like an average person and a half. Uh, it was like, um, what are you going to do? I'm bigger than you. Like, everybody's bigger than me. That's how a lot of my fights started. Uh, but he came up and he was chesting up. So I sat down. And that's, I was like, if you're going to, if you're going to fight me, Open you're in your legs. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Come at me. I did. I felt Have like you that. Seen that. I felt meme? like those memes or like uh, there's yeah. a joke in the Simpsons that I use all the time, which is like, I've been taking Brazilian jujitsu classes at my local YMCA, <laughs> climbing to my guard for your doom. Like I definitely felt like that, but also it's a solid defense because, well, first off the guy's confused. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, why are you and then he's down? like, I'm going to go over there and kick him. But like the ground is where my game lives. So that was my open invite for him. Uh, and that was that was one of the ones that I got to walk away from. So hell yeah, I mean I got my fucking ass beat at a party one time trying to jits it up. Oh no, dude, I was so fucking drunk, and I like <clears throat> I had already like choked this dude out in the garage, like uh, mm-hmm. like 
Oh, so you were feeling big. Uh, yeah, I was like, and he came back in the house and was like, I was like, you want some more, motherfucker? <laughs> and then, like, I went to go for a takedown, and he grabbed me up and <clears throat> just fucking used and turned me, threw me on these stairs and punched the side of my head. And I'm, Yeet! Oh, fuck. Did we my, st- my jaw the next, like for two weeks... Uh, I'm pretty sure he broke my fucking jaw. We used to have these dudes come into our academy, um, especially when we were in, still in Colorado. Like when both my parents trained this, both my parents are professors. Mm-hmm. They're both black belts in like the highest rank. They well, not the highest, like a really high rank in the sport. Um, and there would be these guys in there, like I just mean giants, like balloons. They would just come in there and be like, "Oh, send me your baddest dude. I'm gonna whoop that guy's ass." And then their professor, his name's Amal, he would just look over at him. And then he would send my five foot, two and a half, 110 pound soaking wet mom. Right. She'd be like, all right, T, go. <laughs> and my mom would tie these dudes in knots, dude. Like she would use their, she would choke them out with their own shirts. She'd be climbing on them like a monkey. And these guys would be going ham. They'd be like trying to pick her up and slam her and stuff. Like, cause they would get annoyed with it. They're like, oh yeah, this girl's going to do whatever. But then they realize she's a real threat, but much too late. And they were already choked out. Picking her up and slamming her is probably uh, not the best move. Oh, especially, no, like you want to lose your arm. <laughs> but well, not only she, that, but there's a bunch of other fucking nerd savages around. Mm-hmm. It will fucking destroy you. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely like group correction within jujitsu. Like if you have a guy in there who's just going way too hard with people, you'll yeah, send you, the, you, you send the upper belts after him. You pick and her then up they'd... and slam her, you're gonna be in a world of her. Oh, they they tried. They just didn't succeed, which is good for them, honestly. Uh but they would leave my favorite line. My favorite line is they would leave. <laughs> That would never happen in real life. <laughs> walk out of the gym. It just did, it just did bitch. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm going to say is like uh, jujitsu is probably the it's the great equizer, the most effective form of fighting. Self defense, like in self defense, yeah, yeah, is like in a street fight. If you wanted to actually learn how to defend yourself, Bill, um, and not have to run away from a fight, or if you didn't want to hurt somebody, and you had to. Mace. That or uh, jujitsu. Yeah. Or just. You I would be all, more interested in something like to... Tai Chi that's more about the energies or yeah. like the. Tai, tai Chi super okay, cool. You yeah. Can, yeah. You can wave your arms around and get punched in the face. I, yeah. I was. See, I, I, I'm, I try to avoid confrontation. Yeah. That's which is also super. Like that's, you... I think that's the A1 self defense right there. That is the that is peak other than a, like if someone comes at you a gun. Well, you can and, argue that jujitsu is like a really good form of like avoiding confrontation because mm-hmm. if you're good enough with your defense, they cannot put up an offense. And they'll just get tired and you go, "Are you done?" I used to I used to ha- um not haggle. Uh I used to What is it called when you're like you want to make a you want to purchase something but you want to you want uh, it, it's not called haggle there's another haggling. there's another word is there another word for it negotiate uh, negotiate thank you that's, that's the one that's not even close i would i would negotiate it's close enough uh but i would put these people in uncomfortable positions and we call it cooking would you just leave them there like they're fine yeah, until they, get they can breathe um but like okay we did the same thing in in the gym prime, sparring put somebody in the corner yeah well prime example i put people in mount and then i put my rib in their eye Mm-hmm. like it's it's uncomfortable like it's not like oh this is super effective but if you don't know what to do like press your fist into their ear you're like and i would just i would just negotiate with like kids who were trying to pick fights the kids who were just being douchebags they were just being like i'm i would tell them like okay i'm gonna let you out of here and you're gonna you're gonna be cool 
you're going to be cool if I let you out because if not, I'm going to put you right back here. We're going to have this conversation again and I'm not going to believe you the second time. Uh, and I had that conversation and quite a few times. Remember, I can put you to sleep anytime. And I'm not I'm not here to say like, oh yeah, I'm some kind of badass. I've definitely fallen asleep no, during a fight. I've, like I've had my shit rocked. And it's definitely not like that. But yeah. it's confidence in your ability to yeah. utilize the skills that you have. And that's... Which is what we take, we do bullyproof for our kids. And that's like one of our biggest takeaways for the parents, at least, is what we tell them. Like, hey, your kid may never have to use this in their life. And I hope that that's the case for them. But at least they know they because, can yeah, when they have to. And, but it's just because of the confidence that you walk with. The confidence of saying like, oh, I know that I can take care of myself. I'm not afraid to be out there. And we're hitting the end of the episode. So I think that's a perfect note to end on is like just the positive that comes from martial arts, the confidence that you walk around with, like with your whole through your life. Because Watch I, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I grew up um, super unconfident and got bullied, and like, mm-hmm. and then when I started boxing and I learned that I could, like, whole world sh- changes. Yeah, you're just you just walk throughout your life with a whole new level of confidence, and that translates to other things that you do, um, no matter what it is. And you also learn in uh, to be humble. So, yeah. I mean, keep your chin up. Don't let people hit it. Yeah. Well, that's horrible advice. <laughs> you keep your chin down. Don't let people. I meant, your, I meant keep your chin up <laughs> metaphorically. You keep your chin up. You're getting knocked out. But anyway, this has been the Comic Zone. Thanks uh, for having me, you guys. Yeah, Thanks we're. What's the name of your guys' school? Vidal Jiu-Jitsu. Sweet. You guys on Facebook and shit? Uh, yeah, we should be on Facebook. Sweet. Uh, hit up thecomiczone.com. We're going to be at Com- uh, Comic-Con, what, two weeks? Yeah, it'll be about a week, from, week and a half from now. All right. Well, hit up the giveaway. This has been The Comic Zone.